everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are not going anywhere, really. I guess we're staying here, just uh, having some mints in, <laughs> in the tiny little game Mint Works. Uh, this game was designed by Justin Blasky, or Blask, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, artists Felix Jansen and Thomas Tamlin, and published by 524 Labs, Pixie Games, or Funbot. Per chance, I'm not sure uh, which is the main publisher of this one, but those are the three. Uh, this is a tiny little game in literally a mint tin. I uh, I don't know if did you did this when did this published 2017? Yeah, so this did this start like there's a trend of like mint tin games or games that could fit in a mint tin. This didn't start it. It was just just one of the more successful ones. Or how, do you I, know the history of this one? I honestly know nothing of the history. I. I couldn't tell. Anything I would say is complete and utter speculation. Uh, I think aliens came down. Has stopped us before. <laughs> and they're like, we don't like mints, but how about we make a game out of mints? I don't know. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Yes. Well, anyway, this is one of those that literally is in a mint tin that they, uh, uh, when they produced it and sent it off, it was in mint tin. It fits in a mint tin. You can even make your own mint tin. Or keep your own mint tin, and if you lose the original mint tin. <laughs> um, but the game is, uh, I mean, outside of this, the fact that it is a mint tin, the theme is just basically a little city builder um, is what you're doing. You're creating or building a, a section of your city, uh, recruit, or I'm sorry, getting plans and then building those plans to build buildings to get you points and to string off actions and throughout the game to hopefully get you more points. And that is the broad strokes. So how are the specific strokes? What are those? <laughs> Did they say that? Is that a saying? What are the specific strokes? The specific strokes. That's a very less, po- it's the spin-off version of different strokes. Specific right, strokes. Yeah. Broad stroke, strokes, different strokes, and then specific strokes. <laughs> Uh, so, how to play the game. So, in the game, there's a bunch of cards, and there's a bunch of uh, small wooden tokens in the sh- in circles that are white, that represent mints. They are essentially your 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 money or your workers, however you want to put it. It's kind of a, a mix of two. They're money workers. Or that that sounds horrible. Uh, they sound like slaves. Then <laughs> they're not slaves. Uh, and then there is a small starting player token. Uh, some of the cards are the building cards, or not? Yeah, some of the cards are the building cards. Some of the cards are the location cards. Uh, the location cards are placed out. Uh, you flip them on the proper side, depending on how many people you're playing with. Uh, if you're playing with a, like for example, a two-player game, you look at all the cards and make sure they're on the side that says two to whatever players. Uh, there are always four locations that will be in every game that will start out as places you can go. There are two uh, buildings that uh, locations that aren't quite built yet. Uh, they require a building to be built for them to be flipped over, but they are always put out. Uh, and then there are some optional cards that you can play with. The game comes with four optional uh, locations. Uh, you will, if you are going to play with them, you'll just shuffle them up uh, and deal out two. Or if you really want to, you can play with specific buildings that you want to, but you will only ever add two. But you do not have to play with these buildings. Uh, then the building cards, the actual buildings, I I keep using buildings in both ways, Uh, but the actual cards that you're going to be purchasing, they are shuffled. Uh, I forget how many are in the deck, 
somewhere around 20, maybe ish. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're shuffled, and three of them will be placed out available for purchase. Uh, each person will then start with three mints, and the player who starts is the person with the freshest breath, uh, which, if you really want to breathe each other's breath, I don't think it's appropriate. Just just trust someone in when they say that I think my breath is fresher or I don't think my breath is quite as fresh as it could have been uh, had I brushed my teeth recently. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the game starts. You basically will take the mints that you have uh, to place them on locations to do certain actions. So, for example, uh, the different locations that start out in the game are supplier, producer, builder, and leadership council. The producer costs one mint to place a mint there, but you get two back. So, essentially, you're gaining a mint in the process. Uh, the supplier allows you to pay a certain amount of mints to take one of those three buildings that are available. Uh, the cost to take it is shown on the card. Uh, they range from, say, one mint to, I think there's one that actually goes up to five mints total. Uh, the builder uh, costs two mints to go to, uh, but allows you to build any buildings that you have in your hand, or as they call it, your plans. So if you take one, you have that as a plan. Uh, and then once you build it, it's an actual building uh, in your in your tableau. Uh, and the other one that I mentioned, the Leadership Council, allows you to pay one mint. You get the, a mint back from the supply, but you are allowed to take the starting player marker. Uh, then there are, again, optional ones that do similar things where it gives you more mints, but it might give other people mints as well, or it might allow you to exchange certain plans in your hand uh, or exchange certain buildings. They, they all do varying things, uh, but uh, they it always requires you paying some sort of mints, uh, usually between one or two mints, possibly more. Uh, yeah. Uh, after that, uh, people on your turn, you basically take an action and it's the next person's turn you can if you'd want to pass uh passing does not mean you are out for the round it just means you have passed for that turn uh the round will end as soon as everyone passes in succession uh so it's possible to come back into the round i'm not sure why you would pass to come back in later there may be situations where it might be beneficial but nothing really changes in the tableau so much that you wouldn't want to because the the market of buildings that are available do not refresh uh during the round it refreshes during the upkeep phase which is what happens after the round has ended which then leads to the upkeep phase so in the upkeep phase you do a certain amount of things in order first thing you do is to check and see if anyone has won the game so you win the game once you have uh seven stars i don't know if they call it anything specific in the game it might be uh, yeah, they, they just call it literally with a star symbol. So if someone has seven stars from their buildings provided uh, in their neighborhood, then they they immediately the game ends and you go to scoring. Uh, if not, then you refill the plan supply back up to three face-up cards. Uh, after that, you resolve any upkeep effects on buildings. Some of the buildings have certain upkeep effects, such as giving you extra mints or things like that. Most of them tend to give you extra mints. Uh, then if there are any deed locations, I did mention that there are two things that haven't been built yet. There are certain buildings that when you build them, they flip over and then you have more locations to go to. Uh, they usually, again, give the player who owns that particular building more mints. Uh, then you return all the mints that are currently on the mint supply that haven't been resolved from deeds effects back to the supply uh, to clear off all the spaces. Each player then gets one mint, so you're basically defaulted to get an income of one. Uh, 
plus, again, any of the ones that you've already gotten from the uh, upkeep effects or possibly deeds. And then you basically proceed to the next upkeep phase. So the round continues. And again, this loops around over and over again until uh, someone has gotten to that seven star limit. Uh, once that happens, you go to scoring. Scoring is basically you total up all the stars on all of your buildings. Uh, the, if someone has the, whoever has the most wins, if there's a tie, uh, it goes to the second, the tiebreaker, which is whoever has the smallest neighborhood. Uh, and in this case, neighborhood means all the cards that you have built plus all the cards that you have in your hand, or as they call it, your plans. Uh, if there is still a tie, then it goes to the next tiebreaker, which is whoever has the most mints left over wins. And if it is still a tie, then it is the person whose age is closest to 42 who wins, <laughs> which is a very weird way of putting it. I'm not sure if they chose 42 because it's the meaning of life or if they chose 42 because they're fans of Jackie Robinson. Uh, uh, <laughs> Or maybe maybe it's yeah. neither. Maybe they just really like 42 for some reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, Douglas but, Adams or Jackie Robinson. Or maybe they were 42. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's the game. That's how you play. There you go. That is it. Yeah, pretty simple, straightforward little game. I mean, it's a game that could fit into a mint tin. So, <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's not... Uh, there's more to it than it seems, but the, that's pretty quick explanation. So, yeah, this is this was great. I had such fun with this game. I um, I mentioned while we were playing that this reminds me of what I had hoped uh, Flow of History would be. <laughs> and Flow of History is a very different game, but the feel is is similar here. There's very minimalist art on the cards, but the art is done well. It's uh, color-coded uh, very clearly on what things are. The symbology is very good. The art for what it is, is is good for what this is. It should be simple. It's a small game and a simple game. Um, but it's just it's fun. Flow of History, to me, got really like serious and dense really fast. And like, oh, man, I feel like every turn's a, so much pressure. This, there is pressure and strategy to be had here, but it was much more lighthearted than that so anyway I, I really liked this game um i think there are some exciting options to be had here at uh, one side note too is those advanced rule quote-unquote advanced rule cards uh you mentioned that you have never you don't play without them and i could totally see that i feel like without that the game would be maybe a little too simple those add a little bit more um i don't know just some cool options that to to consider that are like the one that i kept hitting was the uh what was it the, the crowdfunder crowdfunder yeah so you get three mints but then everyone else gets one mint so you're getting a lot well you're getting double what everyone else is because you're paying one to use it but um uh anyway but but not having that option there would have made the game a little i don't know just just sort of more straightforward which wouldn't be terrible but i think having that adds a nice yeah. little fun it, with, twist without them thing things tend to get a bit more precise of well i know i should go here and then i know you're going to go here and then i know you're going to go there with those right. in there it, you have a few more options in there to kind of loosen up branch things out especially if you're going to play a three or four person game it gives a lot more having more options is always good um you know for for availability and i i did not mention this but the certain locations only have a certain amount of spots available so for example the the supplier builder and producer only have two locations to go to so as soon as it's gone been gone to twice it can no longer be used the leadership council the one that gives you the starting player only has one available space uh and i think most of the uh uh 
optional buildings only have one additional space on them as well. So it just adds a few extra spaces to go, which makes it a little bit more interesting of, you know, trying to decide, well, if I go there, then he has to go here, but maybe he might go there. And there definitely were times where I thought, oh, well, if I were him, I'd obviously go there. And then you did some, you, you zigged when I thought you'd zag, which definitely changed my game plan a few times. I'm like, well, oh, if, oh well, if he's going to go there, then I've got to go here. Right, and, right. And so, yeah. And the game is, you do really have to think about, well, where are they going to go? Um, I know that there are some worker placement games where it's like, ah, eh, you know, if they go there, no big deal. But with because there are so few things to do, it's not like uh, Agricola where it's like, well, I could get wood or I could get, you know, grain or I could build something or I could do this or I could get another worker type of stuff. And every round there's more and more things to do. In this game, there's there's aren't really there. There are definitely terms where there are a few more things to do if you can build those particular buildings that give you more spaces to go to. But. Like, the game only lasts, I don't know, like four or five rounds, so it's never going to be that deep. And so you really have to think, all right, if I go there, can, like, there are definitely moments where I've played the game and I'm like, can I completely block them off from, say, the builder? And that would totally give me a whole round advantage. It might cost me a lot of mints to do it, and I might go behind on the mint game, but they'll go up. But timing-wise, it might... It might not matter. Maybe if I can go to the builder twice in a row, I I would have won the game by then, and they can't do anything about it. So you really have to think out, all right, if I go here, what do I have left, and what might they go to? Or if I – there there definitely was a turn in the game we just played uh, before we started where I'm like, oh, I'll just – I have five, four mints. I can get that – giant building that gets me four mints and wait if I do that then I'm out of mints and I can't do anything else and then they can just wipe the board so luckily I thought better of myself when I did that so <laughs> you you really have to think manage how many mints you have because the amount of mints you have is how much time you have left in the round uh, along with what you can spend to do things so it's in, it's an interesting play of all right this is both my money and my workers. So if I spend all my money now, I can't get any until the next upkeep phase. So I, there aren't too many games that do that. I know there are definitely games that have you re- requirements of, oh, you need to place two workers here type of thing, but never where it's also the thing that you're earning to spend on buildings. I think that's the interesting thing about this one. Yeah. Yeah. I Like like I said, I, this, there's so many cool decisions in such a tiny little package. And um, just another example of like a, a small game can really have uh, more, so much more depth than you expect. And we've said this before about other games, but this is just another one that feels light, but not like light to the point of being fluff. You know, yeah. <laughs> like like they have one mechanism that they just double down on, and they yeah sure call it a game, put it in a mint tin, send it out. Uh, this this is very well designed and and has some really really cool decisions to be made. Like you like you said, it's like oh you did that, oh interesting, okay well. Uh, all right. Well, I could do that or that. Oh, I want to do that, but right. I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like the the other fun thing too is is uh, one of the cool things you can do is jockey for first player position, um, which is basically uh, you get spend a mint token to get it and you get one back. So it's it's free to do, but it does waste an action to do that. And when you would do that, if that's important to you, if you want to set yourself up in different ways, um, is really an interesting thing thrown in here too. I, I tried to hold on to it as long as I could, but then I, I needed to do something else and then I, and then I lost it. And then, um, you know, it it's, could be argued how important it is, but it definitely has a role to play in there. So it was a cool little card as well to include. Yeah. But I mean, it is pretty important because the, I think the one thing that gains you is that you have that first 
the first jockeying for that new set of buildings that comes out because again you they don't come out during the round so it's there's that the, it's like the only slight luck based thing in the game is what buildings are going to come out because that can make or break you sometimes because some, some of the buildings are very powerful there are, there are ones where uh, it gives you discounts on building or getting supply cards or there's one that is exceedingly expensive it's like it's the one that costs five mints but it allows you that when you buy get buildings from the supply they immediately get built and so it takes like one whole step out of the equation so it's hugely powerful these cards some of them just like double your points or just get you tons of points uh i think there was uh one that you got that just gave you a star for every building that you had in your tableau which was huge i was trying to get that one but i I just (laughs) the timing didn't work out or the amount of mints i had didn't work out and i'm just like ah i mean I, i i think there was a chance for me to grab it after i almost decided not to grab it where i i nearly made the mistake of grabbing it and there was another time where i could have been like all right i can get it now but i i thought you know that might not be a good idea because i don't think i'll be able to build it until next round type of a thing but so it's there are some powerful cards most of the cards have something interesting it's it's rare that you'll look at the cards and go ah, i really don't like any of those there's usually right. something good on these cards whether it adds more to your upkeep or gives you a discount for things or gives you a gigantic boost to your you know your victory points and depending on what cards come out it could change things i mean you took a, a position early where you're like i just you t- there was a, a building that gave you double the there's symbols on some of the cards that give you leafs you get it mm-hmm. counts as two leaf cards and there is a building that gives you points for your leaf cards and so had you found that that would have been huge i mean it still was kind of huge because it counted as two buildings for your thing that right. gave you points for building yeah. so it did it really did help you so in, in the end it was you know it got you to that tie which was really close yeah uh, so it it sometimes you're taking a gamble on well if i can get this if i can get the right next card to come out and being start player will that i mean having first option first dibs as long as again as long as you have the money to do it is hugely important yeah 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 totally i, I totally agree um yeah no this that was funny too because that card I needed was at the bottom of the deck, literally the last <laughs> card drawn that wouldn't even have been drawn in the whole game. But I was just like, "Ooh, that looks important." All right, I'm just gonna go hard this way. <laughs> so that's how I usually play new games. So I'm gonna take a strategy, just go nuts with it. Maybe it's a good one. I have no idea. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, so yeah, we love this game. This is pretty pretty impressive little game. I uh, really surprised by it. Really, um, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. I, this is a. I, obviously a recommendation from us but let's get down to the nuts and bolts of actually how you could play this game and take it out with you to the uh well whatever is open around you (laughs) varies by state and county um all right well you're gonna have most of the game is gonna be in the middle surrendered around the middle tableau uh basically think of it as just a little worker placement game which it is in this aspect of mints you're gonna be placing mints on the center tableau and there are going to be does it change with player count or is it always going to be uh, eight cards out there uh the the locations it's always going to be eight. it's just the the side will usually make it like oh so for example the producer on the flip side of it for a two-player game two three-player game there are two locations for the sure. uh one player or four player because you can play this as one player there are actually three spots to go so it it just opens up a few more spots but there's the same amount of card locations every time 
Okay. Um, so yeah, so you're gonna have a central tableau of two columns, or however you, however you want to arrange them. I guess there's probably not a specific way to arrange them, but you're gonna have eight cards, and these are smaller than standard cards. They're like sort of thin or narrower than a than a full size playing. They're card. like a Hanafuda sized card if you've ever played Hanafuda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure well, that's widely known. <laughs> Think of it this way. It's the size of a card to fit inside of a mint tin. That is how big. So don't think mint tin size because it still has to fit into it. So slightly smaller than a mint tin. Yeah, they're kind of narrow. I would say they're like two-thirds the width of a playing card maybe. Um, Maybe a little less. But uh, but anyway, so so, so slightly narrow cards. But it actually works well here because they don't need to be big. Everything is – there's a limited amount of information on them, and you just – it's very clear. All the symbology here is big and easily recognizable. So – you're going to have that central tableau. Uh, then in front of you, you're going to have your mints that are start. you're starting with. You're going to start with three, but uh, you will get more potentially throughout the game and go down to less than that. Uh, and then you're also going to be getting... Oh, uh, never mind. I'm, I'm stumbling all over myself. But basically, you're also going to be getting plans in your hand, and then you're going to be building your little town as you play them in front of you. So that's going to grow. But I would say, I don't know, in the course of a game, you're not going to have more than, what, like six or seven cards probably at the most by the time the game ends? Now, seven is pushing it. I don't think, like, probably probably five, maybe six. I think in, yeah. in our seven, game, six. I had five buildings built. You actually had four. So. Yeah. So, like, at the most, you're going to have, like, right around there. So, you know, not too big of an area. Keep in mind, once again, these cards are narrower, so it's going to be smaller uh, of an area than typical playing cards. And so um, the only other thing I left out is that you're also going to have the um, draw pile of the plans and then the row of plans available for purchase up top. I mean, there's going to be three up there as well. So uh, Tableau draw pile and market for plans and then in front of you your hand and your growing little town and uh scattering of little mints and whatever you have to spend and that's pretty much it so within that the only real thing that needs to be considered is um can everyone reach and see the central tableau easily enough and the fact that it doesn't have to be arranged in any specific way makes it a lot easier to orient this around a table based on any given situation uh and of course the smallness of the cards or the narrowness of the cards lets it even take up less space than you might expect as well so i'm actually looking on board game geek right now and there's a picture of someone taking a train uh somewhere and they just are, have the like it's kind of like the plane you know where they have the flip down tray they've got the whole game for a solo play on that tray and it's the same amount of cards um uh, I think there's maybe one less from the multiplayer game. So keep that in mind. You can fit it on an airplane tray or a train tray <laughs> very easily, a full game of this. So if that gives you an image of how easy it is to, to port around. So pretty good for portability in uh, taking to uh, any location, uh, even with a, a big meal. I feel like you could probably wedge this in pretty easily. What's your guys' experience taking this out? Have you taken it out much or at We've all? We've taken or? it out a few times. It always works pretty well. I think the only thing that drives us a little nuts and – it's it would ruin the theme because the theme is it's you know mints and so the the fact that these tokens are they're tiny little round tokens that you're using and so if you drop one off the table it's probably going to roll pretty far so that and they're just small enough and they have just the right texture that if you're if it's a slightly humid day it might just stick to your finger and just go flying somewhere so i mean that's the only thing that's bad about taking this out is that these things will roll on you and they will roll and pulling them out of a mint tin is a little bit frustrating because they it's 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 not jam-packed but 
the corners of the thing, they, it tends to want to hold on to the card. So depending on if you put the mints on the bottom or the mints on the top, they might go flying everywhere. So I, ju- I have a slight issue with the container itself being like, oh, to fit the rule book in, I have to kind of like wedge the corners in just so that that tucks in nicely. I'm like, I wish they would have rounded the corners of everything a lot more. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, it's just easy. I can fit my finger in there and grab them out. No, you can't fit your finger in there. You have to like tip over <laughs> the entire thing to get everything out. And so tipping over an entire thing with tiny little mints in it is right. kind of scary. You're like, oh god, please just don't go everywhere. Just don't go everywhere. <laughs> so that's 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 the bad part of taking out. But the as gameplay wise, it is a great thing to take out. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, if you do scatter these and lose some, you could probably placeholder with like I don't know pennies or something, or, dimes maybe, or actual mints. If you ju- just or keep another mints. thing of actual mints. Yeah, if you want to be extremely on the no- on the nose about the theme. <laughs> um, so yeah, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying though, especially for anything with small parts and as it, and this is designed to be a travel game. I mean, to be in a tin like this, it's designed to be thrown in your pocket. But um, so anyway, yeah, keep that in mind. But other, but overall, really great high score for uh, taking out and being functional at taking out. The other thing is table vibe. I think this has another high score here. This is really great. Like I said before, in my comparison with Flow of History, this is. There's, there's really good decisions to be made here, and there are times on your turns where you just have to sort of like, you know, kind of sequence in your mind out the play of things like, wait, what are they doing and what do I have to do? Okay, oh, we're getting to the last, we're, we're getting a lot of cards here that we've, or buildings that we've made. We're getting close to the end. Now, what is the right order to do the thing I need to do? But even that is not going to lock you up for that long. Once again, there's only a few decisions. Um, uh, the, or the decisions that are available are the, the same decisions you've been doing throughout the rest of the turns. And so you just sort of know, kind of know the value. Like, should I do a producer? Should I just get more mints right now? Should I buy first? Oh, that one, I need to buy that before they buy that. Um, so there's enough decisions there, but there's nothing that's going to be uh, analysis paralysis type decisions. So I think that leaves a lot of room for table talk discussion and back and forth about what's going on or what you're doing or, oh, you took that and I knew I wanted that one <laughs> type of type of feel <laughs> on the game. So I, I think really good here as well. Although, so uh, have you guys played it much more than two players? I have yet to play this as a three or four person game and I, I would really want to. Uh, I It's just, I don't know why I have it. I think mainly because most of the times I'm taking out, it's most of the games that are really great travel games that are like one to four, it's because I'm going to a restaurant with my wife. It's usually not a game I'm going to bring out to like, oh, we're meeting with a bunch of people. Let's bring this game to play. I think I have in the past few weeks. It just didn't get played. But uh, right. I, it's it. I'm I, I from from the vibe. I'm sure it would play just as well with three or four. Um, but I it for me, it's more of a all right. This is the perfect tiny game that I can just take out and play with my wife when we go to a restaurant. So just my lifestyle that, that makes it a two player game. Not that it just, not that it plays better at two. It's just the way I live my life. It happens to get played as two more often. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. This, this, um, seems like a game, uh, that I and my wife would, uh, would also play two players quite a bit. Like it's just, it's fast enough. It, um, it's it's engaging enough that we would probably get this one out quite a lot too. So anyway, uh, I would like also like to play with a higher player count because I'm curious to see how it feels. And I know it stacks as the card as the player count grows. You flip the card to have more spaces available to allow for more players having mints being placed. So I'm assuming it stacks pretty well. It seems like it would. Um, there was one a comment I looked it up in Board Game Geek and one of the uh, um, 
if you look at like you know they have player count and they have best player count and there is none listed like no one has <laughs> clarified who they what they think the best is no one knows so <laughs> no one knows so i think that's usually a good sign where there's it's like oh no it's fun at all because you can solo play this as well there is a, an ai system in here um uh, but it plays one to four so you've got you know a lot of options to who to play with this or play this with um all right so that's pretty good would your mom like this definitely not <laughs> i don't think your mom would enjoy this game i think i think it's it's got the limited enough decisions in like a city builder which can be a little convoluted and complicated by its interconnectivity that she might be interested but i, I just can't imagine she would be too gung-ho about this game <laughs> what do you think yeah no she wouldn't like this there i mean she wouldn't hate it if she right. if if I somehow forced her to play this game, but <laughs> I, the, the the feel of it, the worker placement aspect of it, I don't think she'd enjoy. There's not there's not a lot of like huge excitement going on, uh, for, and, and and I mean that in the kind of a layman sense of uh, where where are those big moments? And there definitely are moments, but they're like deeper, thoughtful moments of oh, you you nabbed that thing for me before I could get it. Whereas she was like, there's not like oh, you just got 500 points in one move like type. There's n- none of that, and that's kind of what my mom is looking for, or something where there's a connection made between. It was like oh, you said the same thing I said, so then we score. No, there's none of that. So I think that that would kind of make it for her kind of a bit more boring. She's looking for a bit more interaction between players or something that has a big burst of excitement, and this just doesn't have that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. There's not quite those. I mean, there's good moments in it, but not big windfall right. moments. It's more just like, ooh, I successfully got that one plan. <laughs> right. But otherwise, like, complexity-wise, I think she could totally understand it, but I just don't think she'd care to understand it is all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So a fail, a hard fail. We haven't had a, we haven't had a hard fail, I think, in a long time for, for a game that we really loved. <laughs> So that's uh, goes on the charts for its own various reasons. Um, who would and wouldn't like this otherwise? I think that, of course, I guess if you're not, I don't know. I mean, this is a pretty solid gamer's game. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't imagine there's any going to be real av- big aversion to this. Of course, if you're someone who, you know, I don't know, you have a real big aversion to worker placement or those little city building or type structures. If you're allergic to mints, maybe. I don't know. You're right. right. (laughs) If you have an aversion to mints, perhaps. Um, But this one does that really well. I've played other small city builders that I didn't like as much as this. Um, So I don't know. This is a hard one to say why someone would be hugely turned off. But I guess if you're looking for something more complex than um, this game that takes, you know, around 20 minutes in the most to play, then that might be a turn off for you, but you're not going to be buying this game anyway if, if yeah. it's a short, if you're And, it, short and if you are so. looking for a slightly more complex game that's kind of like it, I guess Flow of History might fit that. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I was going to say Flip Cities is probably, if you want another city builder, your next alternative, which is a little more complicated than this. Uh, if, yeah, if you want to jump rocket up the charts of <laughs> complexity, then yeah, grab Flow of History or. Um, Oh, there, I can't remember the name of the other one. That's also all in cards, and it's way more complicated than it seems. <laughs> uh, but uh, innovation—that's what it is. Yeah, or grab innovation, oh, and yeah. then, then then you'll be very. Then you'll be have a suddenly from this little stack of cards, you'll have a table full of cards, and you'll be very hard pressed to figure out what you're going to do each turn. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, this is just a great. I think it's a good. It falls in a nice place of having a good intro to like this would be a good intro game to city building for people. I think like if I think of my son, for example, he he would he would 
probably be able to get this game. He would be able to do all the strategies at the moment, but he would understand it and get the idea that he's going to buy things and put them in his town and they're going to help him. Um, so I feel like it's a good intro game in that way for those yeah. types of games. Um, all right, great. Well, there we go. That is uh, Mint Works by I, Justin Blasky. I did want to mention there is another game uh, also by Justin uh, Belaske, uh, however you want to pronounce it. Belaske. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's called Mint Delivery. I think it's similar. It's It fits in a mint tin. There's still mints going around. It's more of a pick-up-and-deliver game. I haven't played it, uh, but it is out there, and I've, I've heard really good things about that. If you're more of the pick-up-and-deliver type person rather than the... Uh, you know, worker placement type thing. So there, there's you know a different game if you're more in that inclined to that type of stuff. So uh, look into that. If if this kind of sounded cool, but you wished it was pick up and deliver, Mint Delivery probably might be a better fit for you. Or just get them both. They're tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can easily get them both. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, you, you got no room in your pocket for a mint tin, huh? <laughs> well, you got tiny pockets. You got tight jeans. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, oh, nice! I'll check. I didn't realize you had another one out, so I'll check the one out too. I think that's, uh, uh, or we should check that one out too. That's a uh, that sounds like a fun version because this is his take on uh, worker placement and city building, and so I'm curious what his pickup and deliver would do. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Well, that will do it for this one. I do have a slogan or catchphrase. I uh, will just give it right here. Uh, okay, here it is. What goes best with your favorite snack? Your favorite game. Ooh. <laughs> I think I like that. One. I think the voice you added to that made me go. This is gonna be bad. Like what goes bad with you, Hey everybody, what goes bad? So with you, baby? like my brain was just like, wait, wait, no, that 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 was fine. I I your voice just made it seem like I'm gonna hate this. <laughs> so my voice makes you hate things. Got it. Got it. <laughs> No, it's just like the way you sound makes me hate it. It's just like the way you know, you know you what know, I'm trying to say. The, the way your vocal cords go back and forth and vibrate just irritate the hell out of me. Uh, makes me but, angry. But the you know content I mean? of your words were fine. Well, there we go. It's sort of flattering. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys are getting some gameplays in and. Um, uh, we're actually going to be getting together in person in a month, so that'll be fun. We will have some stories from that, I'm sure, to share with everybody. But we've got a few episodes between then and uh, before we start launching that stuff. But I hope you guys are playing some stuff and having fun as well. We will catch all of you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. I took a mint. <laughs> Which means nothing. It's just something. Ooh. It's it's from a, a, a an adventure game where uh, Alexander in like King's Quest Five or something. He's like, I took a mint. <laughs> <laughs> You're full of very obscure references this episode. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye.